Do ghosts sleep, or are they already eternally resting? Who is Papa John, and how does he make so much pizza? All of these questions you can find the answer to on this Paranormal Life! Hello everyone, welcome back to This Paranormal Life, the comedy paranormal podcast, where every Tuesday we investigate a brand new paranormal case and come to the conclusion as to whether or not it is real or it is false, whether it is spooky or whether it is just regular. Uh, My name is Roy Powers. I'm joined by my co-investigator, Kit Greer. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. Yeah. Whether or not it's spooky, it's kind of like when you order a meal at a restaurant and there's like spice levels. Yeah. There's like levels of spooky. There are for sure. You know, and much like spice, the top level will make you cry or borderline blind you. It'll at least give you a runny nose. (laughs) It's it's quite a wide scale. Yeah. Uh, And if you don't have a little bit of tolerance and a little bit of uh, taste for it, uh, you just, you better basically leave the restaurant. There's a reason why one of the the hottest peppers is called a ghost pepper. (laughs) All right. Because it's paranormal, guys. Today, we have another amazing email submission from our listeners. Wow. This one comes from Shane Rafferty. Oh, thank you, Shane. He emailed in saying he wanted us to investigate Helen Duncan, a psychic who allegedly communicated with the dead, possessed psychic abilities, and was eventually convicted of witchcraft. Oh, shit. This seems like a pretty textbook case, Uh, especially when it sounds like the law has already decided that it's real. Yeah. Well, well, I thought, you know, sure, why not investigate a good old-fashioned witch trial? Uh, we haven't gone back to the 1700s in a long time on this podcast. Yeah, witch trials and all that. But imagine my surprise, Kit, when I discovered this case takes place only 70 years ago. Wow, that is way too recent. And it's in Great Britain, too. <laughs> this is Brexit Britain. Things are going <laughs> backwards, folks. We are g- we're going to start... We're going to put the witches on trial starting from next week. And then we're going to go so far back, we're going to start electing witches into local government. (laughs) Helen Duncan was born in Perthshire in 1897. She had a reputation at school of being a little strange and quirky, making, quote, dire prophecies that would upset other children. Most kids are just making uh, crayon drawings. She was making dire prophecies. It's it's on the extreme end for sure. I mean, a lot of people just want to be taught about the alphabet by elmo they don't yeah. want to find out how elmo's gonna die yeah these are things people don't need to know it's like oh i love elmo he's so soft and cuddly yeah it won't be so soft in 35 years where he gets f-ing killed by who's the one that lives in a garbage truck or a garbage <laughs> bin who's that guy the grouch yeah oscar the grouch he's gonna go buck wild and shank a bunch of the sesame street people that would upset me if i heard it by the time she was 30 years old she had mastered her powers and was working as a full-time medium claiming that she could predict events and even summon the spirits of the dead wow okay so we fast forward a little bit there but it sounds like she had kind of she was showing a little bit of signs in childhood of maybe having some sort of foresight ability yeah but she had completely mastered it by her 30s oh yeah she's working as a full-time medium okay and obviously a lot of mediums claim that they can summon spirits and talk to the dead that's the bare minimum pretty much to qualify as a medium yeah but helen was special she would communicate with the spirits of the dead 
by emitting ectoplasm from her mouth. Okay, what does that mean? I don't know if you're like me. When I hear ectoplasm, I think uh, Ghostbusters. I think absolutely goo, uh, sort of like slimy goo left over from spirits or apparitions as they pass through things. Okay, so like a snail trail, but from a ghost. Sort of. It's 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 described as a goo-like substance that supposedly exudes from a medium during spiritualistic trance. No, I had no idea it had anything to do with mediums. Either did I. I think Ghostbusters obviously took this and, and you know, splatted it about like ectoplasm was this ghost goo. Yeah. Um, when the reality of it... Well, I'm not going to say the reality of it, but uh, <laughs> the definition of it is that it uh, apparently exudes from mediums. As they make contact with spirits. Weird. What a bad side effect. Like you want to go, you're just, you just have the gift. Like yeah. That means you also have the gift of creating goo. Yeah. 24 seven. I'd rather not talk to the dead. If that's, if that's what I that's have a, to do, Yeah. I'm fine. Helen Duncan was becoming a big name in the world of the paranormal. So big. In fact, that in 1931, she caught the eye of the London spiritual Alliance who were interested in her methods especially this ectoplasm substance. So they managed to get a sample of the ectoplasm, and after a short examination, they discovered it was a mix of egg white, toilet paper, and cheesecloth. <laughs> okay, slow down, because... Yeah, sorry, to- we've got a lot to get through today, so we're going we're gonna to rattle through a lot of these okay, facts do I have at the to, start. Is there time for a question? You can ask a question about one of those things. The eggs, the toilet paper, or the cheesecloth. Okay, I have more than one question, but for the sake of brevity, I'll keep it to cheesecloth. Cheesecloth, sure. Because that's (laughs) because again can't get into the toilet paper due to time constraints. Uh but cheesecloth is definitely not a goo or a liquid. Do you know what do you know what cheesecloth is? I mean I guess it's the cloth that you would a strained cheese curds through to create solid cheese sort of yeah it's it's like it looks like a very thin tablecloth yeah kind of material how is that in there if it's a solid and this is goo you can eat solids all right that's 90 percent of my food right so but moving be, on but what? we're not talking about f- what do you mean <laughs> we're not talking about food <laughs> We're talking about goo. Oh, how do you eat a We're solid? About ectoplasm. I don't know. Bite into the f- potato kit. That's a solid. So you're admitting that she just ate the f-ing things and then spat them out again? It. Because lo- <laughs> I didn't say that. It. Whoa. Well, someone's saying it. Someone's saying it. Look from from their examination of the substance. <laughs> oh Jesus! It seemed like she was eating cheesecloth and vomiting it back up again. You said it, not me. I'm fine for that to be where we are right now. They theorized that Helen would eat this ecto cocktail before a seance and somehow regurgitate it up during the performance. Okay, good skill, not paranormal. Obviously, Helen denied this outright because why would we trust the claims of a scientist over a witch? Over the London Spirit Spirit Alliance or some shit? Well, weirdly, I think the London Spiritual Spiritual Alliance are on the team of the scientists. Oh, shit. (laughs) She's kind of going against the alliance, which is a very medium witchy thing to do. Why haven't we heard from... Surely they should be interested. We live in London. Why haven't we heard from these guys yet? I don't know if they're still going on. I mean, this was, what did I say, 1931? So... they could what was her name? Have been uh, Helen Duncan. <laughs> she killed them. She, <laughs> she killed them for them. bad mouthing the ecto. 
Well, later in 1931, researcher Harry Price, the director of the National Laboratory in London, decided to offer Helen 50 pounds to perform a number of test seances. And surprisingly, she agreed. I'm going to go ahead and guess that's a lot of money back then. Uh, 1931, there must be wow. some sort of online calculator. Hey Siri, what is 50 pounds in 1930 in today's money? Whoa, I don't know if this is true. 55 Bitcoin. <laughs> is that right? All right. It can't be I, that much. Three grand. Okay. I guess, yeah, that's that's quite a bit of money. Something like that. Let's, let's assume that that's right. I'm just going to... I'm just going to go out there and say that if you're eating cheesecloth, three grand <laughs> probably would improve your circumstances. Hey, Siri, how much is three grand worth if you eat cheesecloth for dinner? <laughs> oh, shit. No, not me. <laughs> oh, my God. Just three grams worth if you eat cheesecloth for dinner. <laughs> no, Check Siri. Oh, shit. I just ordered 200 pounds of cheesecloth oh, from Amazon. God damn it. I just ordered three grand of ectoplasm. <laughs> so she shows up. They begin the test seances, and before they know it, Helen is communicating with the dead, spurting out ectoplasm everywhere. It's like a loose fire hose. But Harry Price already knows what's going on, and he tells her, we know that you're barfing up half-digested cheesecloth. Helen denies it. So of course. He, so he says, all right, to prove us wrong, let us x-ray you so we can see that there's nothing in your stomach. Seems fair. Now, what happened next, I think, can only properly be told by a testimony from Price on the day. She refused to be x-rayed. Her husband went up to her and told her it was painless. She jumped up and gave him a smashing blow on the face, which wow. sent him reeling. <laughs> then she went for Dr. William Brown, who was present. He dodged the blow. <laughs> Mrs. Duncan, without the slightest warning, dashed out onto the street had an attack of hysteria, and began to tear her seance garment to pieces. She clutched the railings and screamed and screamed. I leave the reader to visualize the scene. A 17-stone woman, clad in black satin tights, locked to the railings, screaming at the top of her voice. A crowd collected and the police arrived. We got back to the laboratory and at once, she demanded to be x-rayed. <laughs> In reply, we asked her husband to turn out his pockets. He refused and would not allow us to search him. There is no question that his wife had passed him the cheesecloth in the street. <laughs> Could anything be more infantile than a group of grown men wasting time, money, and energy on the antics of a fat female crook? Oh, shit. He really... He went was in. a low blow there. I Listen, mean... Mr. Price... You know, let's not bring weight into this, all right? No derogatory terms. He did it twice. He did. Is she a crook? You betcha. Of course. Is she some? Is she a scoundrel? A weasel? A con man? Woman? All yeah. of the above. But the weight is irrelevant. <laughs> so to, let me get it right. So she, they said, would you be willing to be X-rayed for the purposes of this test? And she then went primal and. <laughs> Uh, swung at two scientists yeah 
And her, I think she punched her own husband in the nose. Oh. Yeah. And then took a swing at the scientist. Ah, interesting. We don't know at it's this time. It's a good diversion if, tactic. It's pretty great. Yeah. This could be this the spirits of the underworld, um, you know, coming through her in some form. We don't know. Look, this is an unusual case this week. And hopefully you'll see why. But we're essentially flipping the script. We're, we're getting the nonsense out of the way. And we're going to conclude with the paranormal. Hmm. I'm creating a reasonable doubt, and by the end, it's going to be gone. The years continued, and despite the ridicule, doubt, and also being fined a number of times for fraud, Helen Duncan continued her work as a pretty successful medium. In the late 1930s, when World War II was kicking off, Helen Duncan was conducting seances in small groups and pubs all over Scotland. But little did she know that one of these seances would not only end her career, but also turn her into a prime target for the British Secret Service. Whoa. The website British Paranormal wrote, It was 1941, and the country was facing some of the darkest days of the Second World War. Helen Duncan had traveled to Scotland to conduct a seance in Edinburgh. Unbeknownst to Duncan, her audience on the night included the head of military intelligence in Scotland. What? <laughs> I don't know. That seems unlikely. I guess, you know, even the head of military intelligence has to have a night off in the pub, you know? I like to imagine that he dressed up as like a hippie. Yeah, like, <laughs> hey, my fellow free thinkers. Pretty cool to come and see a real, a real witch, huh? <laughs> Uh, we don't actually call them witches. They're referred to what? as a. They're referred to as mediums, sir. Oh, I, yeah, medium. Oh, they call me a large then. Have you ever been to one of these seances before, sir? Oh, a ton. Yeah. You, you don't look like you're from around here. Well, what are you talking? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm from. Yeah, I'm from the next town over, Glasgow. <laughs> I can see you're still wearing a lot of your uh, mm. military pins. Oh. Uh, these are uh, pins from serving in the, the paranormal wars, don't you know? Really? That looks like a purple heart. That's a medal of honor. It's a purple ghost. I had <laughs> this, to kill a lot of ghosts to the, get one of those. This one just says best soldier ever, and it looks like you made it yourself. Right, soldier in, in the under... in the... in the... in the battle for... You're all arrested. <laughs> How could he not answer, make up the lie for three questions if he thought he was going to be there the whole night? I didn't think I'd be getting this degree of interrogation from a bunch of hippie assholes. <laughs> so Helen is deep into the seance, calling upon the dead, talking to spirits, when all of a sudden, she pauses. <gasps> oh no, what a terrible tragedy. I can feel the pain of many souls just lost. They're drowning, choking in the water. <laughs> the, the audience seems confused. <laughs> Helen said, Ladies and gentlemen, the Royal Naval Destroyer HMS Hood has been sunk. Everybody's dead. What? Obviously, the military officer spat out his cocktail. Where did that come from? Yeah, in the middle seems, of a seance. Seems like an insanely specific authoritative statement. Well... The, the military officer knew about the HMS Hood, but he hadn't heard any news of its sinking at all. But this shook him enough that he decided to contact his office in London. 
which I wish to God we had a recording of. They pick up the phone. You said you had an unbelievably important message to communicate. It is four in the morning. <laughs> Just hear bottles clinking on the other end. Listen, uh-huh. I know you guys. I know you guys run a pretty, pretty sharp intel operation over there. So it's very late. If you could get to the point. But I've I've just been in a pub with a witch. She told me that the HMS Hood has been sunk. Kaploop. By Germans? By rival wizards? We don't know. So, have you been <laughs> drinking by any chance? I, maybe the, the, the potions I've been consuming have made me a little intoxicated. You, you drank the witch's potions. Was it some sort of aquatic spell that pierced the vessel? We we'll never know. I can hear I I can hear whiskey glasses clinking in the background. Potion glasses, whiskey potions. I mean potions, potions, or just potions. The website continues. Two days later, it emerged that the ship had indeed been lost hours before the seance took place. As a result of her encounter with the brigadier, Duncan became the focus of much attention from the British military. She was covertly monitored and investigated. Military personnel would attend her seances undercover, monitoring who she claimed to be conversing with. Whoa. It got to the point where they were just convinced that she was a spy or was had some sort of uh, link to the military on either side. Yeah. Um, and they were just getting all this information. I guess if you believe confidently enough that magic isn't real, then the only logical explanation is that she's getting this information from somewhere. It's all pretty far-fetched. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty insane that they believed this enough that they sent a number of military personnel to go to her shows, basically, and get blitzed and see if she actually can talk to the dead. I mean, there's also, like, such a culture of paranoia at this time. Like, whenever it's wartime... There's, like, a big worry that there's spies on every corner from other countries. Yeah. You know, they're probably listening to her Scottish accent being like, is that a little German I hear in there? <laughs> yeah. You son of a bitch. Well, she continued to conduct seances despite the surveillance she was under. On one occasion in Portsmouth, she allegedly made contact with a deceased sailor who was said to be wearing the uniform of the HMS Barham. Hmm. The spirit advised that the barham had been torpedoed and gone down with all hands. The sailor spirit, who identified himself as Sid, claimed he'd been burned to death in the explosions. It turned out that not only had the barham been torpedoed and sunk, only a handful of British military intelligence personnel were aware of this at the time of the seance. The news hadn't even been passed on to the families of the lost sailors. When the full news of the sinking finally appeared in the Times, three months after the seance, it emerged that the Barham's crew had indeed included a sailor named Sid, who had lived in the same street that hosted Helen Duncan's seance! Whoa! It's all going crazy, guys! So what you're saying is... I'm saying... Wizards are real. Magic is real. Hogwarts, you bet your ass is real. Dementors? Hopefully not. Hopefully not. They're pretty scary. Um, what's the blonde boy? Malfoy? You sure. bet he's real. Ron? <laughs> Debatable. 
what you're saying is she is either a legitimate medium, yeah, or this goes all the way to the top. Other, either she is a psychic or she torpedoed this boat herself <laughs> and <laughs> spoke to Sid. Got, Any last words? Got Sid? his last words, then twisted his neck. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how this is happening. I mean, how insane is it? it? It's a pretty big coincidence to get all these facts right, do the seance with a sailor named Sid, and then there was a sailor named Sid on the boat who lived on the same street that hosted the seance where you talked about him. That's crazy. That is crazy. Helen Duncan was put under intense surveillance, and by this point, I'm assuming half of the audience in the pub for her seances are undercover military officers. <laughs> The entire front row is 50-year-old man with mustaches <laughs> yeah. and English accents. Oh, so I'm I'm detecting the spirit of a lost uh, woman. Does anyone have... Talk about the war! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> How will we defeat Germany? <laughs> they fully believe it now. I also love the idea of sending in all these military officers to find out all this top secret intel, discover whether she's a spy, and within five minutes, Lieutenant Lance MacArthur is in the front row. Just be like, tell me. Will I ever marry? <laughs> He's like <laughs> completely bought into it. Him and all the boys are just like, <laughs> when will I find love? Julia, does she wait for me across the water? <laughs> Julia? No, she was on board the HMS Rogers. Julia, I told you to stay put. <laughs> she got torpedoed pretty bad. I mean, we joke, but uh, during one of these seances, an undercover officer claimed that the spirit of his mother materialized in front of him in ghost form. Holy shit. She's turning the military against themselves. It eventually went on for long enough that they were like, all right, this is a piss take. And they arrested Helen for treason and spying. That's crazy. But without any real evidence as to how she received the information, they didn't really have a case against her. So they changed the charges to prosecution under the 1735 Witchcraft Act. Oh my god, you know that uh, there was Lance MacArthur was in the library at 1am burning the midnight oil just being like, they're going to let her out in six hours if I don't do something. Yeah. Wait a minute. Maybe, just maybe, he, the music starts playing. He goes to the, the <laughs> darkest, dustiest part of the library. He's got the candle in his hand, lifts <laughs> on an old book called Old Ass Laws, <laughs> blows the dust off the cover. <laughs> It's perfect. And he finds it. He finds the law. I mean, this seems like one of those laws that, yeah, just outdated, but were never repealed. Or something. I'm just going to freaking, I'm going to Google some old laws. All right. So we already got some weird ones right off the bat. All beached whales must be offered to the reigning monarch. Yeah. I think I've heard that one. Why would you even want one? It's dead. Are you going to eat it? Probably. That's pretty sick. MPs are not allowed to wear armor in Parliament. I can believe that. I want to see Jeremy Corbyn in some <laughs> plus 23 uh, Valiant armor. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> With a two-handed broadsword. It is illegal to handle a salmon in suspicious circumstances. <laughs> suspicious circumstances? Like in a trench coat? Without anything else on underneath the trench coat? That's pretty weird. That's a pretty suspicious circumstance. I mean... These obviously come from a time when creating laws 
was a bit like Donald Trump's tweets. You can just smash them out like 25 in, in 30 minutes. Yeah. And just like, you don't really think about them too much. Get them out there, spelling mistakes and all. Exactly. And that's the kind of way that I want the world to be run. All right. If I was in charge, I would I would toss out rules like they're nothing. Your country's national motto would be fast and loose. Yeah. <laughs> fast and loose. Welcome to Powers Nation. Right. <laughs> Rule number one. F*** the rules. Rule number two. There's a couple more. So <laughs> stay tuned. So stay tuned. Also, but but also, you know, <laughs> laws three and four coming soon. <laughs> f- the rules, but also listen up because some of these are really important. Rule two: If it feels good, do it, even if it's against the rules. Rule number three: Thou shalt not disobey the laws of the land, even if it feels good. That's laws, not rules. Though break the rules. As I said, rule one. The rules but the laws obey them that's rule four okay it's getting we're only four deep and it's gone pretty confusing deep. most countries have hundreds of laws <laughs> law five this world is lawless all right if you want to rule obey the rules okay all right you just said the rules no i said the i said the, you did say the rules i said rule number one the rules but there's a lot of laws in place that need to be obeyed all right so just listen up all right okay Rule number eight. Well, you skipped six through seven. It's illegal to handle salmon suspiciously in public. You just okay. took an obscure UK law. That one I actually agree with. That one I feel like I'm glad is still in power. I don't want an old man rule or an nine? old person. <laughs> rule nine, f*** the salmon rule. Do whatever you want with that shit. Flap it around in someone's face. Put it up your ass. Nobody cares. Nobody gives a shit. All MPs must wear armor <laughs> while f***ing the rules. So, I mean, that's basically all the laws of the Powers Nation, a.k.a. the Paranormal Commune. Do let us know if you have any suggestions. We'd really appreciate that. I would like people to tweet us their laws. They're 100%, please. Okay, back into the case. Helen was arrested. They didn't have any evidence for a case against her, so they changed the charges to prosecution under the 1735 Witchcraft Act. The official charge against her was that she lied and claimed to make contact with spirits, which apparently was a criminal offense under the act that was apparently still law. Helen offered to demonstrate her spiritual powers in the courtroom, but was found guilty. Really? I was going to say, because you got to listen, lots of people doubted her over these years. Yeah. Said that she was a crackpot, she was a scam artist. You gotta appreciate the gumption of someone who gets sent down for witchcraft and then uh, doesn't come clean and go, look, it's all a bunch of bull crap. I yeah. was eating cheesecloth for breakfast, lunch, and goddamn dinner. Yeah, that's pretty ballsy to be pretty much on your way to prison. Yeah. And instead of being like, I made it all up, you say, let me cast a spell right now. They say any last words, you're like witches forever. <laughs> It was also um, very smart of them uh, to not let her demonstrate her powers uh, before they arrested her. Because that's how a lot of witches get free. We've talked about it on the show before. Yeah. It's like giving them just a free pass and they'll just Wingardium Leviosa or some shit the courtroom away. You said it uh, so great in previous episodes. You don't ask a witch if they have any last words. Because they cast spells via words. That's it. That's their bullets. You know, yeah. don't let them have a gun. Yeah. 
Well, she was locked away in prison until the war had been won. When she was released in 1945, she promised to stop conducting seances, but was arrested during another one 11 years later. I assume she was doing them throughout that entire 11 you year span. Imagine. <laughs> they didn't just catch her on her first one. She's like, all right, I know I promised I wasn't going to do it, but it's been 11 years. I feel like, you know, I'm going to be a little weird tonight. Let's do a seance. She lights one candle. Freeze FBI. Oh, shit. They got she me. She gets swatted. <laughs> they burst through the windows and like a hundred ghosts are like, <laughs> disappearing into the walls and floorboards. Duncan was one of the last people convicted under the Witchcraft Act of 1735, uh, which was a law that made falsely claiming to sort of talk to spirits uh, a crime. That's what it was. That doesn't sound like what it was in the beginning, though. <laughs> no. I think that's a pretty convenient rewrite. I think, obviously, a lot of the earlier Witchcraft Acts were mainly about burning witches. Yeah. Uh, and then when I think when they were abolished, this one was pretty much an effect that was like, Okay, well, if r witches aren't real, it's also now illegal to lie and say you're a witch. Okay. Or I keep saying witch. I shouldn't say witch because it's not witch, it's medium. Um, but it still involves falsely talking to spirits and conjuring up spirits, which falls under, I guess, witchcraft. Okay. Does this make sense? You look, you look confused. Okay, I just have and to... And I don't plan on elaborating. I, I just, so. <laughs> Why'd you ask? Uh, I just have to remind myself that whilst we do have mediums today, that is presumably because they repealed this act. Yeah, this 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 actually was one of the cases that um, was a huge part of repealing that act. Right. But they kind of realized this is nonsense. We shouldn't really be locking people up for this. No. If it's you so want to pay someone to talk to spirits, that's fine. The weird thing is, is that they let her go after the war was won. Yeah. What happened if they didn't win the war? Because, <laughs> listen, during the war effort, people forget, but everything went into the war effort. There was like 99, your like tax rate was like 99%. Like every, every dime you made went into it. Yeah. All the food went into it, all the steel. Scrap everything. metal, everything, yeah. I like to imagine they were like, we cannot risk a single witch on the streets. They will cast a spell and a soldier's like bullet will do a loop the loop and <laughs> shoot his friend in the head or something. So just lock him up. We'll think about it after the war yeah which i think is frankly stupid all right you need every advantage that you can get in in war there's no rules put helen on the front line that's what i'm saying brother you know oh while they're down low looking for all the troops they hear the thunderous roar of a broomstick ripping through the air at sonic speeds oh you just shot one of the uh american soldiers he drops dead helen rises his body yeah. back up from the dead he keeps marching forward like it's goddamn bed knobs and broomsticks they're shooting f ghost armor there is just not stopping <laughs> Her little witch's black cat is straight up clawing eyes out. Oh, your troops are cold at night? How about 50 feet of f***ing cheesecloth to wrap up in so the cold doesn't get you? <laughs> That's right. She's a fraudster again. Uh, or just the fact that she, right, she called the HMS hood going down. Yeah. How about they go, listen, how about you give us a couple hours heads up next time and yeah. we avoid the torpedoes yeah you know something along those lines it's a simple conversation but again as you said it's a war people are on the defense people are scared it's easier sometimes to lock these people away than it is to weaponize them it's true that's pretty much the whole case 
Thank you so much to BritishParanormal.co.uk for a lot of the info on this case that I found. They were very helpful in gathering a lot about the story. That's a pretty crazy history. You don't want that to get lost. Yeah. And you see what I mean here about this being kind of a weird episode of the podcast where we started with a person who was essentially outed for being a fraud a number of times, but then eventually down the line developed into someone who possessed such convincing paranormal powers that they were arrested for either being a witch or being a traitor or a spy to their own country. That means you're really good at what you do. It's it's an unbelievably surreal case. Just the, the picture of having those British military guys going to these seances. <laughs> it's insane. That's such a weird thing that, that also definitely really happened as well. But again, I guess if, if there was even a slight possibility that she was a spy, they probably wanted to find that out immediately. Yeah. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kit, when we bottle up our emotions, it can start to affect us negatively. Sometimes it's important that we get stuff off our chest. Tell me about it. I found a UFO in the forest and now this thing is attached to my chest. Jesus, that's an alien. Mm -hmm. All right, I was speaking metaphorically about dealing with emotions and talking about our feelings by using services like BetterHelp. I don't need to talk about my feelings. This thing can read my mind. Therapy can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of yourself. With BetterHelp, you can get matched with a licensed therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. We're saying they can get things off my chest, like uh, Zonktar here. Don't give it a name. Maybe me and Zonktar can sign up for BetterHelp together. Give it a shot, and whatever it is, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Paranormal Life. I don't know. What do you think? What are your thoughts? Um, Like you say... Very bizarre and interesting that this is a topsy-turvy case. Usually how our investigations go is, here's a little bit about how it started. Here's the paranormal shit that happened. Whoa, this is crazy. Could this be real? And then usually it starts going downhill as soon as we introduce our first witness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, they start seeming a little bit crazy. Um, we look into their past. We find some unfortunate truths about them. Yeah. Um, usually lots of lies and deceit. And uh, it's a bit like a Scooby-Doo episode. Usually it's pretty clear who's under the mask at the end. Of course. And it's, it's blatantly obvious. the business owner or something. Uh, whereas in this case, we've got the opposite. We've got someone whose character is destroyed at the very beginning. Yet, like you say, their powers are so self-evident from that point on, it literally leads to a official governmental legal verdict. Yeah, 
as to the truth of their paranormal claims. I mean, if you're being arrested in the 1930s, 1940s for being a witch, you're either really a witch or really good at pretending to be a witch. Um, and I think that's what we have to kind of decide today. Is Helen Duncan truly a medium who can communicate with the dead? Or is she a spy? <laughs> is she a... a uh, 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 is she a narc? Because I was going to say, this is the bit we don't understand. How did she know about the HMS hood? Yes. Yeah, I did a little bit more research into that, and it seems like the only um, explanation as to how she would know any of this is that some of the information around these very specific uh, details weren't quite as top secret as maybe BritishParanormal.co.uk had implied. Right. It still might not have been um, disclosed to the public or released in newspapers, but... But if, like, it's if you're in a small community in Scotland and you live on the same street as Sid... Yeah. As soon as the family know, maybe you find out. Yeah, you know, word of mouth. Like, these things do spread. Like, people would tell stories, people get telegrams, things like that. And yeah, as you said, in a small town, you know, it's all people are going to talk about is the war. Yeah. In the case of Sid, I mean, that's a pretty weird one. It said that Sid lived on the same street that was hosting Helen Duncan's seance. It didn't necessarily say that that's where Helen Duncan lived. Oh, that's or, true. Or that she knew Sid. Mm. Uh, that's why I thought that one was kind of weird and cool. Because it's like, hey, this is just a coincidence that she's in a pub by where this guy lived. So if she's getting so like some spiritual vibes or like the visions of someone who's perished, it makes sense that it's the guy who lived like 10 feet away from this pub. But it also sounds a little bit like she overheard uh, Sid's grandmother in yeah. the street that day and was like, F it, I'm writing that into tonight's seance. Honestly, you never know. Also, Sid, I think, is a very safe name when right. it goes to anyone who is involved with oceanic travel. <laughs> I think Sid is pretty much what I would go to as well. Right. It's a very piratey name. Yeah, naval name. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I think when we're coming down on a conclusion to this case, it's not so much the uh, paranormal activity that was successful and convincing that we need to think about. It's the cheesecloth. <laughs> it's the x-rays. Yeah. You, we it's we can't forget about that. We can't forget that whenever they wanted to X-ray her, she attacked her own husband and two scientists. Ran out into the street, flipped out, yeah, gave the evidence to her husband, and then tried to lie about it. Yeah, and again, as I said, I mean she she'd been arrested for fraud a number of times, even before. Uh, the incidents in the 1930s where she was predicting um, facts about the war. So it's already a pretty muddy history. I don't really think we need to to think about this one too much. I'm going to go ahead and assume that we're both on the same page here. I think so. I think it's a no this week for Helen Duncan being a... She's referred to as the Blitz Witch. Wow. Pretty cool name. It's a very cool name, to be Makes fair. Makes it sound like she was doing the bombing. It's a no. It's going to be a no. It's going to be a no for me. Dang, it's a double no, folks. But wow, what a story. And thank you so much to Shane Rafferty for emailing this one in. We've had some amazing email suggestions, actually, uh, in the last couple weeks. And we love reading them. So uh, so keep, keep sending them in, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of This Paranormal Life. Look, folks, 
It's not always going to be a debate every week, all right? Sometimes it's a pretty open and shut case. That's actually rule number 11, is sometimes it's simple. That's, and this, that's t- not today, a rule, that's just an idea. Today was simple, all right? Rule number 12, just go for it. Okay, that's borderline the Nike slogan. No, the, the Nike slogan is rule number 12. Okay. Just do it. You, that was rule number 12 both times. Which is it? Some It changes. It's day to day. Sometimes rule number the 12 rules is... rules change? Every... Rule number 13. The rules will change and laws will change depending on the day. By the way, the days don't matter. F*** it. Every day is Friday. So they do or don't change. If every day is Friday, it never changes day? It do, Well, it eventually it goes from like Friday 1, Friday 2, then Friday 1A, Friday 1AB, Friday 1, Friday 2A, then 2AB. This is insanity. But then, rule number 13. Okay. The rules don't matter. Every day. A lot of these seem to be like saying, f*** it, there's no rules. And then quickly reinstating a whole bunch of rules to make up for the fact that you just said, f*** it. Rule number 14 if you liked this podcast, you have to support us on Patreon because that's where we make all our money. Who is in this that's country, by me, the way? Just me now. But rule okay. number 15, I want friends. Is And I think... Is it a place? That's Well, it's more of like a state of mind now, but it's a popular place and it's only going to get bigger. And if people... The reason, <laughs> well, I'm sure if it's just you, unless you leave your own nation. Honestly, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it because things are getting a little complex. Quite a lot of rules. There's a lot of rules to follow. I'm feeling boxed in around here. I mean, if you <laughs> if you don't follow the rules, what happens? Well, I mean, it's fine from a legal standpoint because rule number 16, <laughs> f- the rules, right? I'm pretty sure if rules 11 through 15 were also f- the rules. But I'm just a little worried because rule number 12 is don't break the law. You've already told us 12 twice. But that was on Friday B21. This is, what is this? What's this today? This is the same day. Today's Monday actually. You said it's so. 30 seconds ago. Monday? You said it's always Friday. <laughs> if you like the show and you like the rules or don't like the rules, make sure to support us on Patreon where from as little as two bucks a month you can get your name shouted out on the podcast and for five bucks a month and we're talking bucks here american bucks if you live in the uk what is that like three pounds something like that it's nothing you can get access to a whole uh, bunch of bonus episodes where we investigate stuff that we could never investigate on the main podcast and to give you guys a little taster for what those bonus episodes are like here's a clip from this month's episode what i think it watered down to was a uh, program which was essentially a set of tapes, or I guess now MP3s, that you would listen to that were instructional videos that would guide you through the gateway process, which was a way of unlocking your mind, hemi-syncing your brain, and being able to perform all these insane uh, abilities, like psycho-diving, astral projection, disappearing into the fourth dimension. So what you're saying is, if we can get a hold of these MP3s, we could upload them to our podcast feed and hemi-sync the entire paranormal nation at once. The police are at the door. Oh, Absolutely. shit. All right, I got to blast through these tapes and learn how to f- teleport. <laughs> it's like the Matrix. We're trying to, like, 
zap out of the room before they bust in. I also love the thought that we're being swatted right now so quickly, but we're trying to achieve enlightenment in like five minutes. Put in the first tape. What did the Buddha say again? The first tape's like, first you must clear your mind. It's like, skip forward, skip forward, skip forward. We skip forward 10 tracks. Now turn and ask the alien. Where did he go back? Go back. Stuff the tape up your ass. We'll listen in prison. <laughs> the SWAT team bursts down the doors and it's just you and me sitting cross-legged. So long, assholes. <laughs> we close our eyes and nothing happens. <laughs> they beat us with a baton. Oh! <laughs> oh my god. Wow. Those, those bonus episodes, man. They are they're, you can't miss them. That's that some funny classic. stuff. Thank you so much to all of our supporters. If you do support us on the $2 tier, as we said, you get a shout out right here on the podcast. So thank you too. Thank you too. Ishan Gurung. How's it Gurung, Ishan? <laughs> listen. There, wow. There's like, listen, I know what they've been saying on the streets about you, Ishan. You know. What have they been saying? Everyone's, uh, everyone's saying, but listen, I don't, whatever everyone says about you, I don't think that. All right. You well, know, what do you, what everyone, you keep saying a lot of people are saying well, it. Well, I'm just, it, I'm just, I'm, yeah, I just hear a lot of stuff here and there. Like, good stuff, bad about, stuff. Mm, oh, really? Oh, boy. But, uh, you know, I don't personally think it. There's just, listen, there's a lot of, I got a lot of friends in the military. Oh, they are saying that it's that's not, weird. They're, they're thinking of bringing it back. That old ass law. The witch act? The witchcraft act? Ishan. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Ishan, throw away your cauldrons. Break out all your chopsticks. Get rid. They will think it is a wand. Because whilst I don't think you deserve to be arrested, I know you have the cauldrons. I know you're very much a witch. So they are a witch. You did You did say oh, that. Oh, of course. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I'm just saying they don't deserve it. Nobody right. does. Nobody does. So uh, lay low for a little while. Maybe, you know, d- don't be mixing your potions in public. Thanks also to Alex Slater. Everyone always knows Darth Vader, but no one talks about Darth Slater. Whoa. Yeah, he was, I mean, he was equally evil. Uh, he was like a bad dude. I guess it was a little bit less exciting when he was like, Rook, I am your uncle. Right. It doesn't have <laughs> one degree of separation. It doesn't have that same kind of because then Luke's like, I don't give a shit. Who's my dad? He's like, Well, I can't. I don't want to tell you. Darth should tell you that. I mean, <laughs> it's no, Darth. No shit. <laughs> Darth, bro, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh my god, he should have been the one. I don't even. I don't even know why I'm here. I should be on Tatooine kicking a Wookiee in the nuts. I'm, I'm going to leave, man. I was never one for kids. In in many ways, I feel like you're my son, but, well, I'm not. <laughs> Just don't tell your sister Leia. Leia's my sister? Oh, shit. Oh, man. Vader's going to kill me. Uh, thank you, uh, Darth Slater. Thanks also to Jonathan Power. Jonathan, I know a member of the Powers Nation when I hear it. Glad to hear you're part of the uh, the country where there are no laws. I don't know. If International. I don't know if he's in. in <laughs> His the second country. name is Power. Okay. And there's only two names in the Powers Nation. So only people with. Okay, go on. Power and Powers. You would know that if you'd read the rules. Well, I don't need to because I don't have that name, so I'm never going to be in the nation. You can change it. You can change it. We do allow name changes. So it's all one family? That's the idea? It's not. It's just me and Jonathan sitting on a rock yelling rules at each other. Uh, It's a pretty cool place. I'm glad Jonathan's here. Jonathan's pretty controlling. Yeah, he makes up a lot of the rules. I'm, I'm pretty against it. Thanks also to Ms. Boogie. 
Ms. Boogie is, uh, it's a little bit of an unfortunate name because uh, she really has two left feet. I swear to God, this is the most uh, graceless person on a dance floor you've ever seen in your life. Oh, not, not literally. We talk about a lot of paranormal cryptids. I didn't know if this was like a literal infliction or this was just she can't dance. Well, she is a cryptid, but just also can't dance. She's got two left hooves. <laughs> because, granted, put the Sasquatch, put the Chupacabra, fill in the blank on a dance floor. You play like a jumping track, like a like a Bruno Mars uptown funk. Oh, they're popping off. Of course. It, yeah. it just, it's like an inbuilt reaction. They start popping and locking, shuffling and stuff. But Ms. Boogie, I think that was really what gave it away is to... Uh, her being from another planet or some shit. Can't dance. No rhythm, no funk at all. Even greys can dance. Thanks also to Esteban Fernandez. This person um, actually tried to join Rory's nation, but Esteban only lasted Fernandez. Uh, they got through, I think, uh, after the 8th Friday, 1A through 9B. Sure. They got pretty confused and left. Yeah, and rule number 27, you have to last at least 10 days to be considered a full member of the Powers Nation. Which is an unbelievably low-barred entry, but obviously no one's done it. Yeah, just me and Jonathan. Right. And we're both thinking of leaving. <laughs> what? Yeah. Even Jonathan? It's like starting a company or something. You'd be like, how's it going? He's like, we're thinking of leaving. Yeah, <laughs> your own that, company. Who does that leave? No one. Thanks also to Lucy Harrison. Well, if it isn't Lucy Juicy, you know how humans are made up of 60% water? Yeah, something like that, right? She's made up of 60% Dr. Pepper. Oh, some sort of Peter Parker bit by a Dr. Pepper can? You would have thought Juice, right, with a name like Juicy Lucy? But no, 60% Dr. Pepper, 40% Juice. So, all liquid? All liquid, basically half Dr. Pepper, half Sunny Delight. So, she's a cocktail. She is a delicious icy cold beverage on a sunny day. Not at all human. No, but refreshing, uh, you know, comforting, delicious. Oh, I see here. It's a drinks corporation, Lucy Corp. Yeah, Juicy Lucy Corp. Thank you for your donation. Thanks also to Chris Barnes. Jesus, Chris, close the door when you enter the paranormal commune. What were you raised in a Barnes? Oh! oh! Seriously, though, if you could just make sure all the locks are sealed and the door is bolted shut. What rule is that? That's not a, that's not for the Powers Nation. That's for the paranormal commune. Oh. Okay. All right. And yes, there's a bit of a crisscross. And I hope there is over an overlap in laws and rules. There better not be. <laughs> but just you know, make sure the door is shut. Because we've had a couple runners recently, and we just want to make sure everyone's safe from the outside. Because the outside's dangerous. It is. We always invite people into the commune, but we don't often let people know about the dangers uh, in the immediate surroundings of the commune. Outside the safe walls of the commune is a lawless, ruleless dystopia. You don't want to be a part of it. Cold powers nation. Powers Nation is basically the f***ing moat that surrounds the paranormal commune. Where the rejects from the commune live. It's the demilitarized zone between the commune and the rest of the world. Thanks also to Kate Task. Me and Kate went on a date and it went a little badly, so I think we need to clean the slate. Oh. Yeah. 
What? Well, why would you need to clean this slate? Honestly, I was doing that for the rhyme. I don't really want to get into the situation, but you've twisted my arm. Uh, I sh we scheduled the date for uh, 9 p.m. Okay. I show up 11:30, head to toe covered in cryptid blood. I'm fresh off the hunt of a beast. Um, but you still want dinner. I still want dinner. I told her to wait for me, and she did. That was very polite of her. Um, she said, what are you hungry for? And I said, this. And I slapped down the head of an en enchanted wilderbeast yeah, that's, that I had that's just not slain. Good etiquette. No. Too hard as well. Smashed the plate. Enchanted blood went all over her, which turns out burns human skin. Oh. Um, I didn't know that. I was head to toe in a hazmat suit. Um, probably should have given her one at the start of the night. That would have made things a bit clearer. It sounds like you couldn't wipe the slate if you wanted to. Well, sure, it's pretty hard to get enchanted blood off of anything. Um, but, Kate, if you're willing to give me a second chance... She's messaged, uh, she isn't. That's fair. Thanks also to Venenatus. That sounds like the name of a certified badass rule breaker. The kind of person that belongs in the Powers Nation. Welcome aboard. But you also obviously need someone who can keep up with hundreds of shifting rules day by day. True, very true. And I expect you to obey them all. Uh, if they require you to obey them. Am I making sense? No. Am I <laughs> You're like, don't ask that when you know you're not. Like, it's a tipsy-topsy world. Every day's Friday. There's a bunch of rules. And if you don't like it, stay. Yeah, that, you're right. That is topsy-turvy. Yeah. It's, it's unconventional. It flips the regular world, your safe zone, your little snowflake bubble into, into, into my world. All right? So if that sounds like your cup of tea... It doesn't. Well, well, that hurt, honestly. I'm not going to pretend like it didn't. I don't know what to say. I know I joke a lot about the rules, but attendance is down. Jonathan's gone. It's just me. He's gone? He left day he one. Got, got admitted. He couldn't make it to day 10. 10 he minutes left, ago. He left day one. I made it to rule number three, and he just 180 went straight back out the door. He said, I'm going back to France. <laughs> Things made more sense in France. And I was like, Jonathan, wait. Rule 12. Just do it. He's gone. <laughs> no, Jonathan. He's like, he's like, you said rule 12 was try your best or some shit. <laughs> go was. Rule 12 was go for it. Go for it. <laughs> not a rule. Not a law. Thanks also to Stuart Myatt. You know what? Stuart Myatt have what it takes to be a lawyer in the Powers Nation. Thank you. Listen, it's a very burgeoning, new, ever-changing field, but yeah. someone needs to lay down the law and, uh, and intricately understand the legal code better than even um, Powers himself does. Well, I think that's great because, you know, there's a lot of laws and there's a lot of rules, and I'm the ruler, so we need a law, a lawyer. And with all these rules, it's probably going to be a lot of lawsuits. That's true. Especially with the illegal shit that's going on at the moment. And rule suits, if that's a thing. Jerk, <laughs> could you drop that down? Last but not least, thanks so much to Jake Davies. Jake Davies has rabies. He's foaming at the mouth for paranormal content. He, we just can't give him enough. We're like, here's a bonus episode. You know, here's a shout out on the podcast. And he's like, rah, rah, not enough. It's almost as if 
it, it, that isn't what he needs. It's almost as if he needs some kind of vaccine, something to cure the rabies. Yeah, well, he keeps saying, like, medicine, doctor. And I'm like, okay, sure. Like, so here's a bonus episode on the witch doctors of the ancient... No! <laughs> Hospital! Okay, well, we, there's a haunted hospital in uh, South Korea. Korea, that we, right. No! I mean, his whispers are getting fainter and fainter every day. So hopefully... Uh, this month's bonus episode will finally heal him. It's pretty funny, so hopefully it will. Yeah, I mean, we're trying our best. We're doing all we can do. Thank you to everyone that we shouted out for listening to this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. We had a blast recording it, as always. And, hey, there's nothing left to say, but we will see you next week for another episode of This Paranormal Life. <laughs>